0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first Play Your Guitars Right podcast. My name is Gareth Evans, and um, in this podcast this is the very first one. I'll, I will introduce our guest in just a second. But I just want to say um, that this podcast is brought to you by GoliathGuitarToTools.com, your home for 100% free guitar tabs and tuition. And if you want to download the full podcast, you can get it on iTunes. I think SoundCloud, too. And, um, yeah, let's get into it. We've got a very special guest here with us here today. This is Laura Lee. Welcome to the very first podcast.
1: Thank you. It's thanks a, for having me.
0: It's a very large honour to have you here. And uh, we're very privileged to have you here.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I'm look, really happy to be here. Thank you for no, having me. Uh, honestly, yeah.
0: um, we really appreciate you coming in Cheers. and um, being a part of this, which is our like fledgling like, programme. So Good uh, luck with it. Thanks. Um, so, first up, um, we want to tell people about you. Um, so you're in a band called Hill Last That's right. And um, I'm just going to read out a little bit of biography from your very own webpage. So here we go. Hill Last are a bold harmony band, influenced by the 1960s-70s and West Coast folk Americana, echoing the deep sentiments of the Summer of Love, with an ocean of harmony like Crosby, Stills, Nash meets First Aid Kit, which to me sounds fantastic. Good. Um, I'm, I'm loving everything about that description. So, we'll talk something about the band. Um, you're in a band with your siblings.
1: Yeah. So I have to point out that the beginning of the biography, it is it's not bold harmonies, although it is bold harmonies. Blood harmonies. Harmony. It's blood harmonies.
0: <laughs> I'm doing a great job so far. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: blood it's harmony. Fine. Apologies
0: for that. Blood harmony. And
1: they're bold too, so. They are bold you know, harmonies. Huh? You're so good. They're nice harmonies. Uh, but yeah. blood harmonies means. We're related, right? So there's a special kind of uh vibration between people that are related, so the saying goes. Yeah. Your bands, like um, the staves, you know, yes, the staves? oh, I love the staves, three sisters, and they sing beautiful hymns, yes. yes, um, first aid kit, even they're yeah. sisters, aren't they? And they're um, they're an excellent duo, and so it just it has a kind of a connective, there's a deeper mm, connection, there's a deeper connective I like magic that. there. I like that. So yeah, we're a blood harmony band. My <laughs> older brother and my younger brother. I yeah. um, actually have five brothers, but they're not all in not the band. All the band. <laughs> and then we have a mutual friend, Tom, and uh, he makes up the fourth
2: member.
0: Lovely. Mm-hmm. It's it's is it, how, how do you find it? Like in a, in a band with with siblings. Do I like mean,
1: are we rowing all the time like the Gallagher brothers? Yeah, I mean, how, <laughs>
0: I have, there must be some some times when you you've got. Differences, I guess. Sure, I mean, we're only
1: we're only human, so I think that you can attribute any sort of um, hard times in the band to actually to personal hard times and not at all to do with the band. The band is lovely. We write yeah. songs about feeling better, about you know hope for the future. Yeah. And so there really isn't a lot of negativity in a heal the last stand practice. But you know, of course, you can snap at As people always. when you're in a bad mood. So. It happens.
0: Yeah, th- there is that thing about here, the last stand. From from listening to your music, there is that. Oh, it was that message. Just like there's that, um, like this, that love, peace, harmony. There's that yeah. type of feeling you get from the music. It's like that's the message that you're trying to give out into the world. Sure. Which for me is a very noble thing to do. There's so many people singing about. Like negativity and all that sort of Mm -hmm. stuff. It doesn't win
1: us as many fans as you'd think it would, you know. Right. I mean, to a certain extent, people are looking for peace and love and those kind of things. Um, But generally, people are more willing to sort of diss us for it. The kind of you know that we live on some sort of. You know, far out planet, and we're all hippies and you know, nonsense that and it's never going to work. And why are you bothering and all that that ridiculous sort of thing? But it doesn't stop us really because even in a whole room full of cynics, if you manage to uplift just one person, then that's you've done your job right, yeah, and that's one person uplifted.
0: No, I guess it doesn't make as much um, headlines as when you you know exactly as the negative, like so many people. Like hook on the negative things well, that's, these days. Well, that's
1: not their fault either. way. As humans, we have like a, a fight or flight sort of thing in our brains, don't we? So that's why we're attracted to negative press. That's why right. they are able to sell us that in the media because um, our brain sort of is interested in what danger we're in. And so if it sees danger, it needs to know about it. Right. And that's why negative. So that's why sells, like, yeah.
0: it, it, you're instantly mm-hmm. attracted to that sort of.
1: Yeah. And that's it if you see a, I mean, to be honest, you might buy a newspaper that had a piece on earth headline. You know, I'd, I'd take a souvenir copy if, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if that was it, but you know, people are less likely to read about good news because there's no danger as long as everybody's True. all right, you know, so. Yeah, it's no, strange, no. Sp- it? it's
0: a very valid point.
1: But, um Joey sort of left his the band that he was in at the time, uh, cream Tangerine, you'll remember them. oh yeah, and um, but he just he wanted to write sort of love songs that were less about the pain of love and more about the uplifting feeling of love, brotherly love. Yeah, You know, the love that you feel for your friend that you haven't seen for a long time and you give them a hug like you really mean it, Right. you know, that kind yeah, of love. Yeah. And so uh, those are the songs that we set about writing and, you know, we've been together like I think we're in our eighth or ninth year Amazing. when we, we got together in 2007.
0: Yeah. So talk to us about um, you what well, you've released in that time.
1: Uh, we did a uh, full-length album in 2009 Yeah. Um, and an EP in 2010 and then uh, we did Mighty River came out last year which is a fantastic another album, album. Um, and we've got another EP we're uh, just jonesing to get into the studio to record it now yeah. uh, so that should be out spring next year yeah
0: uh, Mighty River by the way do we have this is um, for those of you listening to the podcast this isn't the, the, the um isn't been illustrated that well, but we've got a copy of the um, CD here. Hill Last on Mighty River. I can vouch for this this album. It is fantastic. It is beautiful. Um, I listened to it last night a couple of times, and um, I think my um, my favorite song was The Gathering. Oh, nice. There's a there's a nice vibe to that, and there's sure. like there's, it's just the whole band aspect of it is the, the the way that the piano and the harmonies and the the music like it's it's just it's a wonderful yeah um a wonderful album thank uh, you so i would recommend it to people didn't you say you wanted to give away a giveaway, couple of the um a couple yeah. albums for the yeah
1: i've brought i brought our merch box with us so we've got um some, so uh, it's got, we've got some uh, giveaways here guys so. yeah <laughs> everyone loves to give away don't they uh-huh, i thought of you so if uh, oh, look at this here Shall they we, are they've been delivered to the table um so these are a little brown envelope uh, sort of flyer that we made um, and it has a business card in it and a couple of our badges and it has the stage times from when we played at Glastonbury Festival. It has, you know, when we were on stage so that we could give these to people at the festival and they could come and see our show if they wanted. It's pretty cute. Lovely it is. Yeah, dirty did. You kind of wanted one of those, definitely. Um, and these are our badges which are not sort of... Uh, pins or buttons like you usually get but they're made out of uh, what we call in the UK plasters but they're called band-aids elsewhere and um, so it makes like a little a little patch that you can stick on your clothes and on it your says guitar case. yeah on your guitar case anything it says heel so we have a small one of those a normal finger-sized band-aid and then uh, the huge size that goes on you on your school bag or something right, like that. Right. Yeah.
0: Nice. <laughs> Beautiful. And of course the album.
1: Yeah. The album itself.
0: Yeah. So this is this is the CD itself, and we're it giving is. these away, guys. So um, um, what we'll do is we'll, we'll pick a couple of people from the comment section. This is for the YouTube viewers. Um, I know this is going out as a podcast as well, but for the YouTube viewers, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can win your very own copy of um, Mighty River by Hill Laston just by leaving a comment, and we'll pick two two lucky winners to ship you. Um, these these awesome like collectibles i guess
1: i guess so and um yeah they're like, things that you could usually only get from us at a live show yeah definitely. and it's got that
0: personal touch too like I, I do like the idea of the plaster saying heal mm-hmm. and the last stand that, that yeah. connection of like spreading love in the world and healing it up and i, li- I like that it's really um it's it's, it's awesome Is what it is i'm glad you do Okay, so we're going to um, have you play a couple of songs for us today, yep. if that's all quite alright with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we want you to play an original song for us, and um, can you tell us about the song that you've chosen to play?
1: Sure, yeah, uh, it's a new one, it's going to be off our new record. I tried to pick something um, that I lead the vocal on, because as we've already discussed, we're a, we're a four-part harmony band. And sometimes when I sing those songs without the other boys singing, then uh, it's it's quite difficult to make it sound like that song. Yeah, you know, course, it yeah. does feel like something slightly missing. Um, so I'm gonna do a song called Little Light. It's and uh, it's it sort of describes um, the sort of metaphorical light that we all sort of have inside us. Nice. Uh, but it refers to the sort of, um, the less light shiny people of the world, you know, who perhaps you don't get on with or you don't like so much, uh, but it points out the fact that even those people have a little light and that you have to give everybody a chance to let it shine.
0: nice. So you wrote, do you write, like just a bit of background on this song, do you write the songs together? Do you write the songs yourself and then take it to the band, or is it?
1: All of those, all of those different different ways ways. of doing it, yeah. So you can bring a, a song to practice and say, I've written this, uh, you know, this is how it goes. Yeah. Or you can sort of say, I've got this idea for the little turnaround on the guitar yeah. and you play it and it inspires everybody else to just nice. play along and make their pieces. Sometimes, uh, you know, it's a mixture of both and I'll say, I love what you've got there, let me rewrite the lyrics. Yeah, and that kind right. of so, you know, it's like, yeah. you, you never know how it's going to go. Uh, but because it's kind of like a, an amicable band, yes, yeah. it's easy to do. There's no, there's no ego really.
0: No, it's, I mean, because that is that's the problem. I don't know, I don't find it, but I, I can imagine it's difficult if you've got an idea and you and and you need to get that across to your bandmates. But it, it might involve stepping on their toes, and as in stepping across their ideas. It's like how do you get that across to somebody without being an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. You just try not to be an asshole about it. You yeah. know, yeah, dude. If I may, please yeah. don't. Right, <laughs> diplomatic speak. Of like, course, yeah. yeah. Because you're, what you it is is their amazing. baby. You yeah. know exactly, of course, and yeah. you know it, all of that still definitely counts. Yeah. Uh, you know, you do have to be careful not to hurt anyone's feelings. It's yeah. like I really like what you've done with that. Now <laughs> uh, let me take it and twist yeah. it around, give it back to you, and yeah, yeah. you know,
0: yeah, because that's the interesting. Um, Interesting question for me, and and because I've never been, I've done that in a band, but it's it's interesting for me to 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 like see how it works with different people. Because different people must um, approach it in, in other ways. You might have a band who's got one strong person who leads the band and makes all the decisions, or yeah. you might have a band. Um, I think
1: for us that changes over time. Right. And Like I said, you know, perhaps personal life comes into that, perhaps you're really busy at work, yeah. and you just don't have the time to dedicate, and so somebody else sort of seems to stand up and take over, you know, that happens definitely, yeah. yeah.
0: That's nice, we've got an ebb and flow about definitely. it.
1: Definitely, and you can go from like really prolific writing spate to absolutely, you know, nothing at all. Yeah. And, you know, and there on your are other people there as to as well, stand yeah. in and everybody feels like they're welcome to add whenever so it's a good it's a good vibe
0: excellent and on that note um we're going to have you play the song so um this is little light little light um, by here the played by laura lee so enjoy guys Welcome back to the Play Your Guitars Right Podcast. Um, here with my very special guest, Laura Lee. Hello. Uh, thanks for for being here and performing for us there. That was that was fantastic. That was beautiful. That was <laughs> delicious. <laughs> um, we are gonna in a short while we're gonna talk about your twelve sing guitar because I'm dying to talk about that. And also my guitar playing in general. This is the Play Your Guitars Right Podcast after uh-huh. all. Um, but we did touch before the break about um, the band and I just want to just pick your brain a little bit more about that before we do. Where did the inspiration come from? I guess is is like like what what was it that made you want to like, you know draw oh. a line in the sand? I want to do that with my family. I want to let's let's send this message out there. Let's.
1: It was it was all happenstance, really serendipity, if you will. <laughs> lovely, lovely words, <laughs> I love that word. Um, like I say, it was Joey's idea. Joey was coming out of a sort of an indie rock band. Because
0: you were in a band but yourself before. Yes, were you? yes. Did you leave I a band to join Hill last night? I was actually in not in a band at the right.
1: time, but I had come out of um, Moy, which is that Yes, that's a I remember duo Moy. Band band Moy I was were in. amazing. Thanks. Cool. Ama- yeah,
0: uh, but Moy. that was
1: Harmonies too, right? Yeah, of course. And so, you know, we were a bit more like first aid kit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> um, but that was lovely. So I was sort of I was in that band for sort of five years, yeah. And I had a couple of years where I wasn't in a band. But what happened was Joey uh, had a couple of songs coming through that weren't the style of the band he was in. Right. So we got together some friends over the summer at my mum and dad's place while they were on holiday or something. And um, they recorded, it, but they put lots of effort into the production, and literally about ten of Joey's friends, including mutual friends of ours. Yeah. Um, you know, so all these musicians, really talented and good friends of Joe's. So they all put a lot of effort into making a sort of, you know, like a six or seven minute track. It's only a three minute song, but it's got all this atmosphere and sort of they opened up the top of a piano and reverberated the strings inside it right. and then you know messed yeah. with it and, and all the rest of it so they made this lovely little EP that was in the summer and by Christmas the opportunity came up to do a show in Telford's Warehouse in, in Chester, in Chester. Yeah. And, uh, and we took the show and we looked around to see who was available to it, who the band was really and there it was, it was Joey obviously the songwriter and, and me Mm-hmm. and our little brother Stan on keys, <laughs> and, and Tom, and actually uh, another friend of ours called Tom as well, Tom Hassel too, who's a, a great sound man uh, nowadays, and so yeah, just the, just the four of us. Um, so it just happened
0: that they it were available, just happened. so we just fell into place and here we are exactly. like Exactly, and later. we
1: were as surprised by the choice as anyone. Yeah really and you know obviously mum's really proud proud of us but we didn't do it on purpose Right. it wasn't like let's do it but when it happened we were like this is really cool yeah 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 we loved it
0: yeah that it, it is it's special it's like um having that family connection and and i i, I mean it's obvious to say but I, I definitely think you can fit you can hear it in the music you know that yeah. that connection like so the it, it just the record Mighty River by the way if you haven't seen it check it out um, it just feels so uh, No, uh, what's the word like instrumentally mature it's, it's like everything like fits nicely together there's there's like a cohesion to it
1: I think that that comes from not having a drummer right so we have to we can't just all play the same thing on the guitar or it wouldn't be interesting so you really do have you know four different sort of time signatures right um, but it just seems like one normal sort of one normal song, but we, we make result. a lot of effort to put the rhythm into the guitars yeah. because there's no percussion
0: essentially yeah. there. Yeah, it really comes through, and uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about you more specifically. Um, we talk about the band. What inspires you, um, to you know, to not give up on the the music thing? What keeps you going? Gets you out of bed?
1: I don't think that you have any choice if it's, it's in your soul if it's there maybe music picks you i don't <laughs> yeah. know you know but you don't even in those couple of years that i mentioned where i wasn't in a band it was never off the table i was always going to be in another band yeah. you know it doesn't it doesn't leave you how do you give up when did, the when guitar? when did do you, you first how did you quit music when did you know. first
0: realize that that was in your blood like
1: i think as a teenager uh in my naivety... <laughs> I thought that I was meant to be a singer. Right, I'd always sung, um, you know, from a, a, as a toddler. Yeah. You know, I could harmonise on the stage. And so I just thought that if you had a good voice, that was your sort of God-given talent, and that's what you, you would had to share with people. You put on the <laughs> earth to do, and that's what you were going to do. And I, I thought I was guaranteed stardom, and I was a really arrogant teenager. Oh, weren't we all though? I know. You? Well, exactly. So I'm not, <laughs> but I'm happy to admit that you know I yeah. can see it now. Yeah. Um But I did. I, I thought it was my destiny. Uh, but I'm in my mid-thirties now, yeah. and you know that that destiny that I imagined as a teenager has not come to fruition. But that's not to say I've not enjoyed success. Yeah. Um, you know, we play festivals, we travel around, we've toured in Europe and yeah. America, and um, it really.
0: Can we talk about that a little bit? You yeah, play Glastonbury sure. every year since 2009, mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah. So in Glastonbury, for those of you who don't know, it's like the biggest festival <laughs> in the country. So it's they say like
1: it's what Woodstock would have become if it had stayed going on every year, you yeah. know, if they'd have revisited every year. Right. That's what Glastonbury would be like.
0: So, and, and your, um, I, I don't know, is is it privilege to be like a Glastonbury regular? I think or? so,
1: lucky, lucky, yeah, lucky definitely. I think perhaps uh, some other bands at our kind of you know, indie level, uh, perhaps look at us and say how how are they getting that? Yeah. Uh, well it was total luck. Um, a friend's dad knew a man, he was down in Kent, to right. put on his own festival and would we like to play it? So we went and played the festival and they take their main stage to Glastonbury, it's one yeah. of the smaller stages yeah. at Glastonbury right. and they invited us to play. And once they'd invited us to play one year, when the next year came round, I sent them a tentative email. Right. You know? Got your foot it, in the door now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're available if you need yeah. us and again. And so every year, and I think um, it's only been the last couple of years where I've, I've felt confident that, that we'll have a show at Glastonbury. I right. mean, I never take it for granted, but yeah. I understand now what it takes. We, we've kept working. We haven't rested on our laurels and just mm-hmm. assumed that the calls will keep coming in. Yeah. You know, We keep working, we Put keep writing, we keep releasing records, mm-hmm. we keep planning tours, making videos. You know, so we, de- we deserve our slot, we definitely yeah, do. Um, We've had many different times as well. We've played at 2.30 in the morning. We've played right. at 2.30 in the afternoon. Right. We've played the Thursday, the Sunday. It's the lot. The lot, yeah. yeah it's different every time yeah. as well. That,
0: that's awesome. And you say you've, you've played, um, you've been to Barcelona, I know, you've been mm-hmm. to um, America yeah. as well? We did Is a six-week
1: tour? tour of California.
0: Wow. I know. Talk to us about that. Okay.
1: (laughs) What happened? What was it like? like, Um, Our album from uh, 2009, which is called What Love Is. Yeah. um, We had somebody buy it because, of course, we were doing the mail order ourselves. And when the order came in, it was from somebody in California. And we'd uh, recently done a a radio show with Mike Peters, who's in a band called The Alarm. Yes. He's a famous Welsh Very
0: local celebrity Mm -hmm. around there. Yes,
1: exactly. And he said, you know what guys, you'd be great in California, they love you on the West Coast. So we were like, what a great idea, and we were like, "Mm, this guy, this guy from California, we've got his email as part of the contact details, so we messaged him. If we were to come to California, would you be able to help us? books and shows perhaps on the other side and he was really enthusiastic about it. Now this is like a 19 year old kid who like lives with his mum, you know, single right. parent family sort yeah. of chat. But he's up for it and so you know we really work our asses off to, to raise the money uh, you know 2000 pounds to just make our flights you yeah, know. We'll, yeah. we'll get enough money together with a with a couple of sort of busking shows or whatever when we're out there. But when we got there he came to pick us up in the car and we went back to his his house and he lived in a, a city called Laguna Beach. Uh, there's actually a sort of um, a Taui type program right. called Laguna Beach. I see. It's, right. You know what yeah. I mean? It's set there it's because it's kind of like where the wealthy set live. Yeah. And uh, we arrive at his house and it's uh, it's wooden, shaped like a, it's called the Ark. And it's shaped like a wooden ship, an old, old wooden ship. <laughs> and uh, And it's on the beach. It has three separate balcony decks. Nice. And its own steps down to the beach. Beautiful. It was like, you know they'd they done all right his family.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> could say that. Wow, yeah. And uh, so it,
1: but what was really beautiful is that we were, you know, when he said, you know, we can stay at the beach house, we imagined a Brighton beach hut. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like literally, you know, we're British. We didn't, yeah, we didn't know what, didn't what to know, expect. We had no idea what to and expect. And so because we didn't know what to expect, we had no expectations and every day of that tour was like magic. Yeah. You know, it was just like, what now? Yeah.
0: Whatever next? How many um, performances was there?
1: Well, um, we had to do what's called a holiday tour, right. uh, which is a bit under the, under the cash because it's really difficult to get um, working visas, even if you're playing at a big festival like South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. America don't make it easy for you at mm-hmm. all. Um, so we played uh, sort of uh, coffee shops and stuff like that. I would say we did um, about, about 10 shows, but we played every day. Right. You know, on the on the on the buses, yeah. on the trains, on yeah. the street, we go down the beach because we had we had nothing better to do. We didn't yeah. have a real life there. Did you take any cameras
0: with you? Is there any footage on YouTube?
1: We met some filmmakers there, and near the end of the tour, we spent we did what they called a ten-hour shoot, one-hour lunch. It was really cool. Well, we spent the whole day uh, yeah. recording loads of songs, so there are some videos online. Is that like um, YouTube
0: The Last Stand? Is that the name of the channel? If people yeah, want to check it out, yeah, Heal
1: the Last Stand Music. It's, like, it's the YouTube yeah. channel and yeah and there's some it's obvious which ones are the California ones so they're, Yeah, they're the ones with a lot of sunshine I'll be
0: checking it. those out for sure yeah. and so okay let's, let's go back to you I think we've um, kind of diverged from what I'm talking yeah, about sorry, you little little talk bit, yeah sorry I could talk about that all day <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's me I'm asking you like oh, wow tell me about your amazing experiences um, so yeah what would you say is your best gig memory like oh, v- v- num- one number the one best gig I know it's a bit of, bit of a cliche question but what's the best gig you've ever played <laughs>
1: actually what did what gig did we just play because I think that was the best gig we ever played yeah um, uh, so we just played at Earthig Hall Apple Festival it's that time of year it's yeah. time time to start making your cider and uh, it was a two day affair and on the Saturday I went down and played solo and it was raining mm. and there was about ten people there and it was rubbish. Yeah, rubbish. And then the following day, the sun shone, and everyone that didn't go on the Saturday tried to get there on the Sunday, and it was like Woodstock trying to get into the festival, like right? right. all the roads were jammed up. Nice. And uh, but it was absolutely packed, and they'd let down the walls of the tent so that you could see the field as a, as a whole, you know. Yeah. And there were just lots and lots of people there that we knew, friendly faces. And uh, we got lucky with the with the sound, uh, there was plenty of reverb and it just echoed out over the fields of this beautiful old stately home. Nice. And it was a really, really lovely show.
0: Nice. That, that, sounds,
1: that sounds fantastic. Sometimes it's like you don't know what's going to make it enjoyable. Sometimes it's a really prestigious show and it should be the best show ever. Yeah. But actually you're the most nervous at those. Yeah. And you know, perhaps... Um, You've not been taken care of as well as, you know, the bigger stars or something. So mm. I don't know. It's very strange. You yeah. You never know. It's a strange recipe that makes a good gig.
0: Yeah, a bit, numerous varying factors going together. The and a good, good
1: sound check and... isn't one of them. If right. you have a good sound check, we get really worried. Right. Because you never judge a gig by its sound check, that's what we
0: say. <laughs> well, I've be a lesson to you Because that's it, you, you
1: have this confidence. You're like, that was a great sound check. You go away, you know, and you come back to the show and right. none of it's there. It's not like, the, same. What was yeah, the point? What was the point in that sound
0: check? <laughs> <No laughs> what have point. you
1: done to me? Okay, okay. so...
0: Next up, if you don't mind, I want to talk to you about your guitar experience and playing the guitar. Uh When did you first pick up the guitar?
1: Um, When I was about 13. Yeah. Uh, I have an older brother and he had a guitar. It was around the time when George Michael released the song Faith. Yes. And I don't know if you remember that there's a guitar in that. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Well, my brother uh, Barnaby is a big George Michael fan. And so, for his 18th birthday, he got this acoustic guitar so that he could look like George Michael, you know. Right. Perhaps learn how to play the song Faith. And so, on that guitar, my mum learned to play, Joey learned to play, I learned to play. But Barnaby, <laughs> he still never he learned didn't to learn. play. <laughs> I think he's really mad about that. <laughs> Did he uh, smash the guitar in retaliation? Uh, or no, no, you know, but he would be within his rights too, I'm right. sure. Um, Do you still have that guitar? I'm not sure. Maybe Barney does. A maybe he does. It was, a guitar, maybe. it was a honer, It right. was a hona. It was a nice one. Yeah, yeah I liked it. Uh, but we all learned to play on it, and uh, Mum used to put electric guitar strings on it because it was easier for us all to learn on. Yeah, which is a good move, I thought. Yeah, Barney, that's, yeah. A
0: good, that's a good tip, by the way. <laughs> it's new, a good newbie cheek, guitar yeah. player. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, a good tip. I thought that before. Yeah, it don't it don't hurt your finger your fingertips so much. Like not that.
1: so much when you're learning. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, so um, you learned guitar before you started singing or after you started singing? Or? No.
1: Um, oh, gosh, it, that's tough to say. I always was a singer. I was in the choir at school, you know, was made to sing at church, all those normal things that singers have to do. Um, and then the guitar, like I said, I don't think I'd thought of the guitar until it appeared in the house. Yeah. And we, we really idolised uh, my brother Barnaby. Uh, he was He was cool. He worked in a record shop. Right. You know, he, mm-hmm. he liked all the hit bands. I know loads about Prince and Madonna because of him, yeah. you know, and all those kind of things. And so it was him that sort of wanted to be a pop star. But, you know, in real life sort of got in the way yeah. for him a bit. And mm-hmm. so the things that held him back, we sort of, like, tried to avoid so that we yeah. could keep doing it. Do you think
0: it's because you were a bit younger? You had more free time? He was 18? Yeah.
1: yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, like... I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that eighteen is too old to learn to play the guitar, but you do need, you need in that time, ta- that time to set yourself aside. I so. think you,
1: I think you've nailed that there. I think that's a really fair way of saying it. There are just other things when you're older, and when you're a kid, you you really get a steely determination for things, yes. don't you? As oh, well, yeah, like, you know, and and like a total disregard for things as well. But yeah. like you know, if yeah, you yeah. get into something, that's it, isn't that's it?
0: True. Um. So, what was what was the hardest part for you to learn to guitar? Did you have a teacher was it like who taught you and did you pick things up yourself did you go out and
1: I had um, a couple of really valuable lessons that my mum paid for for me I think that she was concerned that I was just I was going to teach myself bad habits by just teaching myself at home by following the little pictures in the song books Um, and so but so this teacher taught me bar chords uh, which I think was a really valuable lesson to learn you know um, primary and secondary and then once I had that I, I really felt that I could run with it then. Open the door for you. Because yeah. when you're first playing open chords, those first like playing your Bs and stuff, it's difficult, yeah, isn't it? Is, it? Yeah. You know that first bar that you have to do, and still now I double bar with with two fingers. You yeah. know, it's it's still tough. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I did have a couple of lessons, but mostly we taught ourselves. My mum. I was a a high school music teacher Um, we had a nice piano in the house and lots of music yeah and of course if we wanted to do anything with music my mum was always happy uh, to support us that's good
0: yeah that's good it is nice to have that um influence in your life where you know, someone genuine to do do yeah. your you do your passions because yeah. not everyone has that. So you know, it's it's
1: bittersweet for her always. I think I think she she's really proud of us for for sticking out with the music, but I suppose she wish, wishes she'd encourage us all to be lawyers as well or, or whatever. You know, <laughs> what <laughs> you know what I mean? Because right, yeah. we're not wealthy any of us, but uh, but we smile a lot.
0: There's more. There's more to so life, exactly. You're wealthy in different ways. Yeah, there's like sure. more to so life than just like money. Yeah, like,
1: but a parent's never happy with that. And I'm wow. rich in other ways, Mum. Yes. <laughs>
0: I've got a full heart.
1: You can't pay your rent with that, darling. <laughs> yeah,
0: good point. Okay. Alright, so let's talk about your first performances and growing up as a musician, young musician. Um, you, did you grow up in Wrexham, around Wrexham? Yeah, yeah Wrexham, so born and bred. Talk about your first um, performances and like, did you get nervous, do you still get nervous?
1: You can still get nervous. There's, nervousness is to do with how important the show is to you, yes. I think. And I think uh, if there's somebody in the crowd you haven't seen for a while, or you really respect them, and you really you want to, want to, make to a go good well, exactly. Yeah. It's all kinds of things. You just never know what's going to cause it. Yeah. Um, I used to get wobbly kneecap you ever really? experienced wobbly kneecap
0: I've, I can wholeheartedly say I've never had a wobbly kneecap, <laughs> it's but the worst. tell us it's about what?
1: <laughs> what about um um sort of a dry mouth where you can't move like your top the top of your mouth won't move and you can only move the bottom of your mouth you ever get those nerves. Uh, no,
0: no. <laughs> I get wobbly hands I think yeah about, I get wobbly hands some kind of wobblers yeah
1: I get the wobblers wobblers, wobblers and I never wobblers. can tell when it's going to happen yeah, yeah well it's, that's, that's
0: weird I mean with, some, with as much experience as you've got and performing you still get nervous now yeah
1: yeah right. like I said because it's not about uh, not being prepared or anything like that yeah it's you know you throw yourself out to the elements anything could happen yeah. You know, on that stage, you know, you, your throat could just explode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't tell them that.
1: <laughs> They'll um, all be nervous. They'll all have the wobblers for now. It's hour. never happened to me so far, but I right. start yeah, with worrying about it sometimes. So
0: how do you deal with it? Like, have you got any coping methods?
1: Deep breaths. I yeah. take myself away from, from, the, um, from the show. Any
0: meditation? Uh,
1: I think just less sort of... I guess I do. I think about the songs that are coming up. Yeah. I think about perhaps not so much what I'm going to say, but the sentiment of the song, so that yeah. I'm in the sort of correct frame of mind to to like portray the message that we're trying to get across. Yeah. I mean, we sometimes we're a bit you know a bit gobby and stuff on the stage, and we can be uh, to sort of balance out the because the songs can be a, a quite intense and profound, and so yeah. we can be a bit cheeky sort yeah. of uh, between between the tunes, it depends really.
0: But yeah, you did mention earlier the staves, and um, I've been lucky enough to see them a couple of times. And nice. and yeah, their songs are the same, like you get, there's, there's that like depth to them, and then in between the songs, they have such a giggle and a laugh yeah. when they take the mic and it's like there's so much banter. Yeah. It, it's like it relieves the tension I guess Definitely. and makes them, like they're, they're helping themselves by having jokes with one another, making themselves feel more comfortable yeah. getting yeah. over the, the stage. Well, that's what it's all about now I guess. Yeah. I totally it all agree makes sense that. now. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. It's not. It's it's nice to hear that. I mean, it's not nice to hear they get nervous in your experience, but it's 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 comforting for people like me who's always been right, proper, scared in front of people. I I always get it.
1: I understand Adele gets very nervous.
0: Really? Yeah. Does
1: she? I I didn't see her uh, Glastonbury performance, but I was told about it, and she she literally shakes and apologizes. That's what she does all uh, all through her set. Oh, thanks for coming. Yeah, oh, I feel really nervous. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so I maybe it never goes away.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe some people are just predisposed to handle it better, yeah. and other people just think about it too much. I guess.
1: Yeah. it's a fine line, isn't it, between sort of uh, genuine and pretentious and, and yeah. calm and yeah. and anxious. You yeah. just it's okay. a jungle out there.
0: Yeah, let's move on. I want to ask. Well, we talked about being nervous. Um, Thinking about people who are wanting to get out there for the first time, and uh, like just picked up playing the guitar, just picked up performance, and and they want they want to they want to take that step between sitting on the edge of their bed and getting out there and performing for the first time, like eyes on you, you know, that is that daunting prospect. And um, what advice would you give? Like, I mean, you kind of touched on some before about, you know,
1: it, open mics. Yeah. Open mic nights are where you have to cut your teeth. That's where I cut mine for sure. I actually uh, started an open mic night um, 16 years ago uh, with uh, Neil Thompson, who now runs the Focus Wales Festival.
0: Who's the guy who taught me how to play a guitar, by the way. So big Neil, big shout out to oh, Neil. To that, <laughs> hey?
1: And um, that's called the Blue Lantern. It's actually still running in Chester. Right. But that was great because, you know, you get a couple of songs and the thing with open mic nights as well is there's one on every night, I swear, if you if you live in a town, I bet, you know, amongst the pubs, uh, they've divvied it up and I bet everybody's got an yeah. open mic night on in the vicinity, you, you, you can't miss them really. Um, everybody gets a couple of songs and, you know, you can try out your new stuff and yeah. people will applaud and you can ask the people you know there for feedback or... Yeah. Yeah. absolutely brilliant and like it's uh,
0: the good thing about Open Magnet is that you're not supposed to be good and yeah. perfect yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, this, it's a supportive group of people mm-hmm. who understand people are going to make mistakes who understand people are nervous it's just a in, in whole like encouragement
1: definitely, you're in good company there yeah. you don't get an awful lot of people uh, showboating, it's more a lot of yeah. songwriters trying out
0: and like you said, there's there's an open mic night everywhere. The night. Everywhere,
1: always. Every night.
0: And if you do go to somewhere where there are people looking down their noses at you, just don't go just there. Go, again. Yep, go just somewhere go to a else. One, there's always that's another it. Place. Find your home. <laughs> that's it. Find your <laughs> spiritual home. Find, spiritual Find people home. who are in the same mindset you <laughs> as you. Okay, so um, I guess now is a good time for you to play your your next song. That's all right. Uh If you're all right with that, we're going to play a cover for us. Yes, talk to us about the cover.
1: Um, I've picked uh, a song by one of my favorite artists of all time, and that's Lauren Hill. She did a cracking album about 2000 called The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh, yes, and so this is this song is from that, it's called X Factor. And it's not really um, anything to do with the X Factor, which is the word association that we get nowadays, isn't it? Um, It's just talking about your exes and uh, and Mm -hmm. the pain, though, Gareth. The pain (laughs) that that all that brings. But it's a great song. I love Lauren Hill. What a you're a big fan. What an artist. Yeah. Well, unfortunately for me. She's not managing to maintain it later in her yeah, career. Where, I feel where's like she her, where's she gone? Where's she gone? No, she's back, and uh, but um, it feels like uh, I feel terrible saying this on the internet, where she might hear. Lauren, I apologise. I love all your work, um, <laughs> but that she's it, she got in trouble with the tax man, and she um, became kind of embittered about the whole industry. Right. Um, and so the the stuff that she's doing now, it has all I'm going to say is kind of. Less love and less exuberance yeah. than the stuff that she used to do. Not, not as positive a message. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, well, I guess the messages are still there, but she's just—it's a bit more aggressive, right? Uh, and it's a little harder to like. Well, that's but the, you know I don't want to distract from what uh, yeah. what a phenomenal star yeah uh, she was and how influential she was to me yeah growing up. I mean, my my big likes uh, and loves are like Lauren Hill, Bjork. Yeah uh, Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Nina Simone. yeah, you know they're like, I. That's yeah. my jam.
0: That's your jam. Mm-hmm. Okay, without much further ado, we'll come back shortly and we'll maybe talk about your inspirations and influences a little bit more, but for now, enjoy. Oh Thank you again for um, being our guest today, guest guest today, Laura.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: Um, pleasure to have you here. We 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 touched on your inspirations just before we finished, uh, uh, but just before we we left for your performance there, we're gonna come back and like remind me if I forget. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to talk about your guitar now. It's the it's time to talk about your twelve string guitar. I've never owned a twelve string guitar. Um, it, you obviously. Um, use it. You love it. You play it. So, like, why did you choose a twelve-string guitar?
1: It was um, it was an accidental uh purchase, after a guitar disaster. Right. Uh, I was doing a solo show uh in town, lovely thatch-roofed pub called the Horse and Jockey, and uh, a couple of inebriated young ladies uh, came in the pub and were dancing enthusiastically to uh, the jukebox. And they danced past the speaker that my guitar was next to, and uh, sent it toppling. No. And it S- stove my my pride and joy wow. at the time, which was um, a beautiful 1980 big bodied Epiphone. Ah. Uh um yeah it was a, I love epiphones epiphones m- yeah. were my guitar of choice uh they have a lovely thin neck don't they mm. as I understand isn't it um so you're Les Paul and what was the lady called that designed the guitars with him do you know that I, I don't know don't know but he designed the Les Pauls and she designed the epiphones right so famously the epiphones have um much thinner necks Mm-mm. for smaller hands yeah. for perhaps ladies yeah. or just people with small hands yeah uh, and so I came from Epiphone, um, but then when I went to replace my guitar, I went guitar shopping, and, and there it was, there was a 12 string. And I thought, um, having initially tried 12 strings, you know, as a, as a youth, you know, just there's one, oh wow, a 12 string, and you pick it up, and the, the incredible pressure that you need to apply to achieve, you know, a, a decent sounding chord on one of those, I always thought it was a total impossibility. And, uh, and then there I was in the shop, uh, tried this 12 string and I just couldn't believe it but I could play it yeah, and it sounded amazing yeah. and I just couldn't leave it there then. Right.
0: So you went from the exact opposite of a thin neck to as wide a neck as you can get.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair, it's not, um, it's, it's not sort of a thickness of a neck but the amount of strings that you have to press down with the, with the yeah. same finger. It
0: takes getting um, used to.
1: It just takes getting used yeah. to and in fact I had to uh, rewrite. Uh, a bunch of the songs so that the chords were more open and less barred. Yes. Um, and I also do that thing to it where I down tune the entire um, collection of strings to the D. Um, so, down an entire tone. Right. And then I always use a capo on the second fret to right. bring it back up to the E. Right. I'm not actually sure of the science yeah. <laughs> behind this uh, method. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was playing out and about, some uh, kindly gentleman sort of said, Do you do the, the D thing? And it's like, Yes, yes, I am. All right. I do do that. That's a common so thing. So, I don't is know it? why, but it is a common thing. Is it because the frets itself. are smaller? It's something when, to do with you've... tension? Yeah, that's tension um, in the strings, You get a yeah. sort of uh, more relaxed warm sound if you're if they're looser.
0: Yes, that's an interesting tip for, for those of you out there who do play a 12 string guitar um, I'd never heard of that before but that's yeah. that is interesting. Mm-hmm. So a nice little tip there. So um, it, you know it's obviously a bugger to change strings on and to tune uh,
1: <laughs> Yeah but that's kind of a bugger anyway isn't yeah. it? Changing your strings yeah. um, and to tune it I would say that it gets used to it you get used to it. Yeah, you? you get used to it, it gets used to it. It's a, it's a relationship, isn't it, with your guitar? Yeah. It has its quirks.
0: Does it have a name? Uh,
1: well, it's, no. it's the maker's Farida, so it's Frida the Farida. Frida the Farida,
0: nice. I like uh-huh. it. Awesome. <laughs> so how long have you had it now?
1: I think it's about f- maybe four or five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. And they've just flown by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not the, the best guitar in the world uh, because like literally it cost me a couple of hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm sure you can get much better quality in in all the departments that comes in. But it's sturdy, and I and I have played it for a few years, and it's not let me down. Yeah. So, you know, in nice. this case, it, it wasn't. It's,
0: so got it's got some of the most important qualities, which yeah.
1: is good. Actually, I was in the uh, the catalogue. For the company, you know the Farida catalogue. Right. So I had to send them a picture of myself playing the right, guitar. I and it's and when you open the Farida catalogue in the twelve string section, there's a picture of me. And it says, like, you know, play a twelve string like that bird out of heel last time. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Life. Amazing, made, there and, you go,
0: that's it, yeah. Right, your high point of your career. <laughs> yeah, probably. Brilliant. That's nice. That's that's a nice that's a nice touch, isn't it? Yeah. Like, Like you're part of the guitar now as well as it's a part of you.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Famous for it in a way. (laughs) Yeah,
0: true. Okay, so let's talk about your inspirations. We we talked about Lauren Hill. We talked about Johnny Mitchell. Who? I mean, growing up, is that who you were listening to?
1: We listened to what Mum put on at home. So your uh, your Mum sounds like a good Mum, you think? She? Yeah, she's definitely cool. a a really good Mum. Yeah, she's she's a cool lady. Uh, She loved James Taylor. Nice. And um, oh, yes. the Beatles, obviously, which naturally led into a Paul McCartney yeah. uh, thing for her. Um, but then
0: she was more Paul than John. Then was she? Yeah, she definitely. was a Paul. <laughs> yeah, I think my mum was a was
1: a John. Lennon yeah, mum, yeah. It happens, doesn't you it? Have, You're near, you near a Liverpool, here, like yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what were we talking about? Inspirations. Inspirations Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Carol King, Carly Simon, mm-hmm. Carol Bayer Sager. Was, uh, m- my mum just liked music and we picked it up you know. and then of course m- my brother Barnaby and he-, he was a DJ you know so yeah. he had a vinyl collection nice. that just spanned the entire length of his room he had decks that had uh, those classic speakers with the tr- trickler of lights on the top you know mm-hmm. like green, red Blow <laughs> yeah. and a microphone, so it's like this is for all you lovers out there. <laughs> but that's like nice. that's Fantastic. a bit like what life it was like at home. So music from all sides, certainly popular music, really. Yeah, and and uh, we were just encouraged always to get involved. So
0: where do, where does the um, harmony inspiration come from? Because I mean, one thing that Hill Lessland does so well is the harmonies. They just, yeah. they just they just like tingle down your spine listening yeah. to them. So
1: maybe it's joining choirs. Yeah. Maybe, um, you know, I wasn't always, I didn't like go, oh, is there a choir I can join? I was forced, you know, right. <laughs> definitely <laughs> you made to, that, to go okay. along, uh, but as it turns out, I, you know, I did enjoy them. I yeah. really enjoyed them. And so I was in a sort of, you know, the church choir when I was much younger and then I went into the high school choir, yeah. but I went to a good uh, school uh, that had good music anyway and mm-hmm. Our Madrigal Choir was Children's Choir of the World when when I was in it. You know, we won competitions. Choir of the World. Uh There's the title. It is, thank
0: you. Award winner from the start.
1: Well, you know, uh, you you don't get a trophy for it yourself, but perhaps the school gets uh, some prize money to keep their excellent music facilities going. So... I'm not mad about that at all, but harmonising was never a problem for me, and it's sought after, isn't it? Uh, Mm. Harmony singers—they they they could be everywhere, but people are unsure of their ability to do it, and they don't they don't try it so much. Uh, But it's a skill to have. I'm glad that I have
0: it. That's one of the um, the things I remember most about Mui, is that the harmonies were just like, uh, just just fantastic. Mm -hmm. Is the word. And it's nice that you carried that through. There's there's that you know you. huge harmony.
1: It's one of my favourite ways to make music because uh, you can add it to the music that already exists.
0: Um, so you cite Crosby, Stills and Nash as uh, I mean personally, um, I'm a huge Crosby, Stills and Nash fan. You listen to the band and things, obviously. Mm-hmm. Are they a uh, big influence for you too?
1: Well, you know how um, Last Waltz affected all of us and our big uh, group of friends in that um, The Last Waltz is a um, Martin Scorsese documentary yes. about the band called yes. the band yeah and uh, it is they did amazing yeah, yeah they did a concert where they invited all their friends yeah. along but their friends are people like you know Bob Dylan Joni Mitchell of course you know it's it's a really ridiculous string of, of famous people that join them and so we always absolutely we always felt that that was that was us as a scene you yeah. know uh, that that one day we would all be successful together I suppose yeah. is the the dominating vibe of that feeling and so yeah we love the band and we do get compared to them uh, a yeah. little bit because they have a sort of uh the whispering pines album is very sort of uh, laid back and um tender mm-hmm. you know which is kind of uh, a vibe that we go for yeah i suppose
0: yeah i am a huge fan of the band crosby sills and ash and that just that's that scene, that era. But Bob, mm-hmm. Bob Dylan again it's just like some of my my biggest inspirations and, and my loves. So like you know, it's just like you put the music on. And there's just such a connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I you know I feel that and and it's the same thing when I listen to Hill Last Stand because you can you can definitely hear the music, yeah. you the, hear the influences there, um, which is which is probably why I'm a big fan of Hill Last
1: Stand too. I Susan. guess so. The funny thing is, is it's sort of like we're talking about the the summer of love, the, the, um, that, that vibe, vibe of the end of the 60s and the early 70s, of people feeling like they were really changing the world yeah. uh, with the power of their music. And that uh, although history says that they didn't change the world, um, the people still feel that love. Yeah. And years later, there are still bands uh, coming around, hanging on to those sort of feelings yeah. and claiming that sentiment yeah. as well.
0: Spreading the same so message. It's still, so. Yeah, it's still going on. Well, that's, that's good, it's, um, it is nice that, you know, that message is, is carried out through the ages. we come coming back to the end of the podcast now, again, thank you for being our first guest, really, really My appreciate pleasure. it, it's, um, it's been a pleasure to have you here, before you go though, you do have your opportunity to take over this podcast for <sighs> two whole minutes. <laughs> so yeah, it's- Two minutes
1: it, is a really long time. It's now,
0: it's now your podcast, well, it doesn't have to be two minutes, it's going to be 20 seconds if you like, but it's now your podcast. What do you want to say to the listeners and all the viewers? Um, uh, You know, you can... I
1: suppose if this is, you know, this is about music, this is about um, giving other people advice of uh, how to do it or or whatever, Yeah, then I think that I'll just take my chance to say, like, don't give up. Like, never, never give up. Sure there's, you know, life gets in the way, but if you I have band practice once a week and that keeps us regular. And like sometimes we abandon band practice and we go bowling instead because it's important to keep good relationships up that aren't to do with music as well. You know, nice. if if you're gonna go the distance, yeah. don't be too hard on each other. Don't don't make it all about it must all be about the music and we must be very serious all the time. Yeah. No. Enjoy yourself. Make it fun. Um and I think that for me, the most valuable uh, way to get started was uh, by learning songs that I really liked, yeah. uh, finding music that I really liked and learning those songs. There was an initial difficulty for me um, in playing and singing. Yeah. I think that people struggle with that. Uh, first of all, definitely, it is a little bit tough, but if you know the song very well, then it's a lot easier. Yeah, great advice. And you know, and so you just you keep practicing that tune, just one at a time. Mm-hmm. Just nail that one song, and then you can you can stick that in your repertoire, and you can move on to another song. I must know you know x amount of songs that are up in this brain, and you don't know how you keep them there. You yeah. really don't, but somehow they They're stay. There, yeah. They just they stay, and I'm still playing songs now that I've been playing. You know, for a decade or more, like yeah. Lauren Hill's album that came out 16 years ago, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna, you know, I've played a song from that, so yeah. it's crazy, isn't Lovely.
0: it? Lovely, it's good, some great advice there. Um, yeah, some some awesome inspiration. So, don't give up. Don't give up, guys, and keep it. You know, just try it.
1: Try it. It's a nice you life, you know, even if you you only play uh, at the open mic night every yeah. week. I certainly know a, a lovely gentleman who, who I met 20 years ago and he's still just playing those few songs. In fact, no, that's not true. He's he's done EPs now and he gets gigs. Right. But he just frequents the open mics yeah. and keeps topping it up. Guesses, he has excellent guesses. guitars, of course. Right, of course. <laughs> a, a solid collection yeah, of excellent yeah. guitars. But you don't need that. You just need something that you enjoy playing. Keep yeah. it simple. Just keep, keep at it. Keep,
0: keep Keep putting the music out there. Keep keep living. It's the my advice.
1: That's all I can say.
0: Excellent, thank you. And um, before we go, healthlastand.com is the website. Yeah. Um, Facebook yeah. Are you on
1: Facebook? Yeah, I think. Twitter. Is it heal the Last Stand band. Heal Last Last Stand. band.
0: We'll put the links. Oh,
1: I know. It's heal the Last Stand music on Facebook, and then the YouTube is Heal the Music.
0: Heal the Music on mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, so uh, people can go and check out the music. Are you on Soundcloud?
1: Yep. Yeah, Soundcloud. I think Pan. that's just a forward slash heal the last stand.
0: Forward slash heal the last stand. We're on
1: Twitter, and our handle is at thehealers. The healers, and if you
0: are in the North Wales, North East, sorry, Northwest of England area, and you're lucky enough to, to spot one of the gigs, highly recommend check them out, heal the last stand. And yeah, Mighty Rubber out now, available now. More more recordings coming up.
1: Yeah, yeah will the a, a new EP in the spring too.
0: Uh, thanks so much for coming in. It's I been should. an absolute pleasure. Um, and that's it for now, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching in. We will see you again in the very next one. Until then, bye for now. Bye-bye.